Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Dadamis, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. You heard his name, and that's who we're talking to today. We are talking to a man that tore up the gridiron while still standing at the same height as your boy. A 10-year NFL vet and producer of nearly 5,000 total yards and 32 touchdowns, this math education major took the number 39 and made it sexy. You definitely remember this guy from his Patriot and Charger days, Mr. 4-3, Mr. Undrafted to Stardom, Mr. Beat the Odds, that Nebraska dude, Mr. Danny Woodhead. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I'll, I'll tell you what, 39, trash number, without, <laughs> without a doubt. I get to New England, and I'm looking at the options. It was like 39, 44, 5, or 6, or something, and I'm like, first of all, I'm a small white running back. I can't wear a 40s number because that's <laughs> gonna look. It's gonna look straight fullback ish, and I can't. I mean, you need fullbacks, but that's not who I am. I'm not a fullback, so I just had to. I had to figure it out and try to make 39 look cool. Yeah, I mean, I was like trying to look back. I think you were the only 39 I remember seeing that at least was relevant. But again, that that's your number, and then you also wore 22. But I guess that was more. Uh, People don't know about that, right? That was that with the yeah. Jets. Yeah. So, funny enough, I actually get elevated on the roster my in year two. I was hurt year one, and I get elevated on the roster as a receiver. So they made me. So not a lot of people know I wore eighty three my first year on the active roster. Oh wow! And and that was because we needed, we had to have uh, someone that could play receiver. And I had some big weeks in scout team as a receiver. And that's kind of how it all started. And so I was actually activated as a receiver and then ended up playing running back, obviously, later on. Didn't they have you wear 27 for one game also with the Jets? Yes, I did. That's that's crazy. Like, How'd you I, know that, Eric? Not, not a lot of people know that. Um, but... Yeah, I had a lot of numbers until I got to New England and I stuck with 39. It's funny when we go to San Diego, it's like, gosh, I would love to have like a good number. <laughs> but then I was like, in my head, you have <clears throat> you have all these people that already bought like 39 jerseys in New England. And I was like, I have to stick with it. I just had to I had to stay with the same number, even though it was trash. I was like, I gotta stay with it. <laughs> you you sold the jerseys at Models. You can't change up your number after having customers buy them. Bro, without a doubt, you just can't. You have to, you, you have to, you have to stick with what you are, and that's thirty nine. Not really cool looking number. Actually, it's a ter- It's just a terrible number, and that's okay. Um, uh, like like David said, you tried to or you made it look sexy. I appreciate that. I tried, and you know that's that's what I continued to try to do. And you can you can make a number. You can make a number look better, obviously with play, but also with some sort of, I mean, you might have to wear some swag and you might have to carry yourself in a different way too. 
You have to carry yourself like you're a baller. Because if not, then you're just a regular freaking 39. That's all it is. <laughs> no, I love that. But then I got to take you back to high school first, man. Yeah. Uh, life it was good to you. you. Caught touchdowns from the big bro. You blocked a field goal. You mm -hmm. became, is it, is it Plates or Platts? It's, it's Platt. North Platts leading rusher and led him to an undefeated season. Heck, you broke records in track and field, played soccer and basketball. I mean, that was, you had a grind in high school, it sounds like. And uh, I don't know, how, how did you balance all that type of stuff? Man, you know, I had a, my parents did an awesome job of, so there are four of us growing up. We ended up adopting our cousin when I was in college. But the four of us as we grew up, my parents, they really kept us grounded and they also, so you, you have all these one sport wonders nowadays and people specializing, which I think is the trashiest, dumbest thing ever. But what my parents, my dad was a coach. He coached basketball. He was a, he was an assistant, uh, football coach. So like I was around the game and the rule in our house was if you play a sport, you don't have to get a job. And I love sports anyways. Now, summer, you have to get a job no matter what, even when you're playing in tournaments, yada, yada, yada. But he said, they, they always said, if, if, you're, if you're not playing a sport during the season, you got to get a job. Well, I was playing a sport every year. And I just, I loved, I loved soccer. I loved basketball, loved football, didn't love track. But I did that for a year because I thought it'd get me a scholarship. Didn't. So I went back to soccer. Um, but I had parents that, you know, they, they keep you grounded as in like letting you know that sports aren't everything. Um, yes, we learned valuable lessons in it. And that like, even if you're, the thing that was awesome is I play, besides track, I play team sports. And with having a dad as a coach and just the, the way that my parents were, like it was, they made sure that I never got, that I never felt like I was more important than the team. And, and I think that was super valuable growing up um, because leading on into the successes I had, it wasn't about me and I understood that. Like I understood that if I was going to run for X amount of yards, it wasn't me. I mean, there's 11 guys on the field. I mean, for the people that want to say like, oh, man, and you're talking about a running back, whether it's they're doing really good or really bad. It doesn't matter. There's 10 other guys. And fortunately for me, I had some really good years. And it was just one of those things that I had to understand. And I always did. This, it wasn't about me. It was, you know, my success is actually the team's success. That's great. I mean, I not enough humble guys like yourself. I think everybody's like, oh, yeah, like high school was nothing to me. You know, it was, it was just they weren't at my skill level, but you're crediting the, the everybody around you, which I like. You mentioned that you play basketball as well. We're the same height. Could yeah. you dunk? I could, you know what? I never could. I, I obviously, not obviously, but I mean, I could attempt it, but like I couldn't hold the ball. I would have had to do it one handed and I couldn't. Um, I wasn't like a 40 inch vert dude. I was like in high school, probably 32 or three. So like, it wasn't like I could jump, but it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like when I went to the combine or to my pro day, like I could jump a lot differently then. Um, but basketball was my sport, man. Like that was, 
I thought that was going to be my ticket to college, honestly. And wow, it just football ended up happening. You know, I mean, it ended up having some good years and, and I mean, I had good years in basketball too, but it was just, it was, I think my love for football grew even more once I got to high school. And it carried over into college, played at Chadron State College, first full athletic scholarship in its 96-year history at the time. I didn't even know that you could average points in football. Like, I've never seen that statistic thrown around. They talk about you averaging 15 and a half points per game, which was just my kind of mind-blowing to me. And you were actually second all-time in NCAA all-purpose yards to Brian Westbrook. And it I kind of read you wanted to go to Nebraska, but they didn't really reach out to you, show any interest. So it kind of had to be very validating to you, kind of doing what you were doing and being like, hey, this is what you missed out on, right? Yeah, I mean, we had some really good teams at Shattern too. And I had I had linemen that were great, and they would do anything they could to, even if they're not blowing someone up, I would always say just try to get in front of them. And that's what I always said to the linemen because that's – it's. So many people are looking at these pancake blocks. You can make a block and kind of get handled. You know, like you can get manhandled, but if you have the right technique, you do your job and and you make it easy on a running back. So I had guys that did just, I mean, there's some, uh, there were times they pancake too, but I'm saying like guys did a great job of, you know, giving me space, especially when, um, because they'd crowd the box too. And my receivers did a great job of digging out safeties and um, things, things definitely went well. And, and I can't, I can't complain. Like I, I'm very pleased with how it went. Um, did we score a lot of touchdowns? Yeah, we, we did. And is it validating in a way it is. I, I, I would never, I don't regret anything about um, going to Shattern state but it might have validated a little bit. That makes sense. I mean, it's kind of interesting, again, you doing what you did at a smaller school and then carrying it over into the NFL was pretty awesome. Uh, so do, before we get to the NFL journey, though, you majored in math education, which is the complete opposite of what you ended up doing. And in you teaching numbers and, and letters to most of us that can't even do them as adults. Was that something you were seriously considering if, you know, football didn't work out or was it kind of more, I pick something that, you know, may have interest in, but I'm not sure type of thing. No, it was definitely what I was going to do. Um, I don't know what level, I don't know if it was going to be high school or middle school. I wanted to teach and coach. That was kind of always what I wanted to do. That's what my dad did. I loved game. I loved this. I loved all sports. Um, yeah, it is, and it's probably not what you'd think of a a running back. Maybe would study, um, but I enjoyed it. I I can't say I enjoyed the college level math, mm-hmm. like what you have to take when it's math education. I I hated it, and I wasn't going to teach that. It would have been more so high school and um, middle school probably because I I loved algebra probably because it was super easy to me. Um, I I just enjoyed. I've always enjoyed numbers. Um, so yeah, it it's not what I ended up doing. And it's it's funny now because people are like, So do you think you're gonna go back and do that? I'm like, no. I mean, I enjoyed what it was. I was super blessed to play for 10 years to, you know, where I don't have to do that. Um, and and maybe can do I mean, I wanted to do that. I wanted to coach. Coaching takes so much time. 
I I just I don't I, I love the game. If I could coach and I could work 20 hours a week, I would coach yesterday. But that's not the that's just not what it is. Um and and I would love to impact kids' lives. I'd love to do that. But at the end of the day, I have four kids of my own and I would rather impact their lives than other kids. I mean, is there going to be a day that I could coach when my kids are out of school? Maybe. But I still don't even know if that's that's what I'd want to do. And 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 I think going into what I'm doing now, I'm a part obviously I our podcast out of nowhere. Um, but also a consultant in Performance Mountain. And and what we do is we work with teams. So like we're able to work with businesses, we're able to work with sports teams. Uh, we work with a division one basketball team right now, which is a lot of fun. So that's my way of coaching and not having to put in the crazy hours. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if math is in my future anymore. And when I say, I don't know, I I'm unless God like strikes down and says, you're doing math stuff. Probably not. Do you still remember foil? I don't, I don't. The quadratic formula. What? The quadratic formula. Yeah, I, I remember that stuff. But <laughs> I I don't have any interest in it though. Yeah. No, that makes I, sense. I just it's it's funny because I'm still like my wife thinks anyways, I'll just let her she said like I'm pretty good with numbers, but it's just I don't have interest in all that other crap. Because there's so much stuff that it's like just super fake never gonna use in your life so that's, that's kind of where i'm at with math even though i enjoyed it and like you were saying coaching too it's a grind i coach uh high school basketball and when it's basketball season it's 14 hour days you know right. i'm teaching pe the regular day and then you're coaching if you have an away game you're coming back home at nine o'clock at night so it, it is a grind i definitely i can feel that um but you were grinding through college to the pros and you went to the combine didn't get invited I think your invite just got lost in the mail or something yeah, like that's that. That's probably what it was, even though we called them up and they said, like, <laughs> but I saw you ran a 40 yard dash in the four threes, 20 reps on the bench. So first is that four, three, is that for real? And then I can do five reps of two twenty five Now, can I out bench you? You might be able to out bench me now. You, you might, I don't, uh, I could probably do, I, I would like to think I could do five, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was legit. It, was it, how do I want to say this without coming across as arrogant? It didn't shock me at all. Um, the Jags scout came over and showed me his watch, and I think it was like a 428. And I was like, and he goes, does this surprise you? And me being the guy that I was, I was like, no. Like, and I wasn't trying to be, but like, I, I wasn't shocked just because I felt like I could run and you train for it. And I mean, I, I spent a lot of time getting ready for it. No, it wasn't shocking. So yes, I do believe it was accurate because if he had me in the four, two, eight, and they've listed me as high as four, three, eight. Yes, I believe I did. Um, 20 reps. I was weirdly a little bit disappointed in that because I think it was two or three weeks before at the end of a workout, I did two fifty nineteen 19 times. So I was kind of like, 
I'm guessing, I, I mean, I that morning, I had a lot of nerves, had a lot, I mean, threw up some before because I was just nervous. I mean, it was a career-defining day, right? And so I was, I was a little nervous. I think that probably played into the losing a little bit of strength. I mean, it's that's nuts to me. Again, coming from someone that's the same. Well, you're you were built a lot bigger than I'm built. Yeah, we're all we all have different gifts. Yeah, um, but again, you go in, then you go undrafted, go to the Jets, have a bad injury. The Jets don't utilize you the way I feel like they should have used you. They cut you, screw them. You get picked up by Big Bad Bill and the Pats, and. So I, I know everybody talks about the the Patriots culture, but can you kind of put it into more context? What's the difference between the culture of the Jets to like the Patriots? And what did it feel like being a major contributor at the NFL level for the first time? So the Jets, my first year, very similar to the Patriots because I was under Mangini that first year. But then it went to a different regime and it was different, definitely different. Um, but the thing that they do so well is... I don't want to say they keep guys on their toes, but they kind of do because they they just keep people accountable. And and I think I don't want to say this and not sound not as a society, but I I think we're afraid to keep people accountable. Like it's a scary thing. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, maybe maybe this big time player isn't going to want to play here anymore. Well, who cares? What's like cut him then or like let's trade him because if you keep to me as as setting a culture the way you set a culture is you have you have these things called standards expectations there's so many coaches that go in and and they set a they try to set a culture and they have these standards they have these expectations but then they don't stick to them so what is it First of all, you're a liar, and I don't trust you anymore. Oh, that's is that what we're working off? Lying and 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 not trust and no trustworthiness is never going to lead to success. It just it isn't because first of all, I don't want to play for you. I don't want to fight for you. But if there's someone that has standards and will stick to it, no matter if you're Tom Brady or if you're Danny Woodhead, you know. Like, if you're gonna stick, if you're gonna stick to them, I think that's the number one thing in building a culture. And then the accountability of it is not punishing, but you hold them to the standards. And sometimes there is discipline. I remember there'd be guys that were one, two minutes late to team meeting. You know what that means? You go home and you're getting fined eighteen thousand dollars. At other places, it's like, don't do that. And if they're really strict, $100 fine. Well, do you think a guy that makes $10 million cares about $100? I know that's $100 is a lot to anyone. Like, I, I $100 is a lot. I don't want to lose $100. But there's some people that if they're making so much money, $100, they don't care. It's like, eh, I'll be late next time too. Oh, they're going to make it $200? They don't care. I'll just throw three hundred. Yeah, exactly. So it's, oh, like they, they don't care. There's certain people that just don't care if you make that much money. Well, Bill, 18000 hurts anyone. Anyone. And he, he set a standard, and he said from the get-go, 
you will get that fine if you're late. And I'll send you home so you're not going to be there for the game plan. Well, when people broke it, he stuck to those standards and expectations he said on day one. So that's the biggest thing. Do they evaluate talent great? Yeah, sure. But it's 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 more than anything. It's not like not doing what everyone else does. And that's being like, oh, well, it's Randy Moss. We need him. No, like you have a standards and expectations and then everyone respects that. They may not agree with everything that he does. I don't agree with everything Bill did, but I respect it because he said he was going to do it and then he follows through. You know, what's kind of interesting is that first thing that comes to my mind is that Jonas Gray situation where he had that four, was it four touchdown game in the next game. Yeah, Didn't he not yeah, play? Yeah, I think he played against the Colts and had a big day and he was, it was the same thing. He was late or whatever, gone. Not gone, but go home. And you're getting fined. Oh, guess what? Jonas Gray lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Not that, hey, money's not the most important thing. But it is a big like, thing. I mean, when it comes to that, it is. But when it comes to a career, like I'm saying like money is not, it's not going to make you happy. It's not going to be, it doesn't dictate your happiness. But if you have the opportunity to play a game for multiple years, he, because of that game, he was going to be starting and he was going to keep getting carries. And what happens? Well, you continue to play and people continue to hire you and you continue to make money. So he was going to make millions of dollars. And after that, his career went downhill. Mm -hmm. He didn't, what did he play? Another year or two? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So it's just the expectations were, were, were told. It's just if you abide by them or not. And, you know, Danny, it's interesting. We talk about running backs getting carries. You were listed as 5'9", 200 pounds, according to uh, Pro Football Reference. Did you ever get scared seeing a defender? And I'm thinking about the Indomitian Sues that might be 6'4", 313, and you're thinking, holy shit, I might get tackled by that guy. You know, I never... I never really thought about it. I, I, I just didn't because one, if I saw him in the hole or, or just any guy that I felt like, Hey guys, I'm getting paid to make him miss. He shouldn't, unless like he's right there, right when I get the ball, then I'm going to get smacked, but he shouldn't tackle me. I'm way more athletic than him. Now, if there's two or three free, that's a tough that's tough sledding right there. But but I mean they're scared of me just like I'm scared of them in a different way. Like they were scared they knew that I mean it doesn't matter if if I was 225 and slow, I was still faster than them. So like if you're if you're relatively quick, it's like well, they shouldn't tackle me unless everyone just misses their blocks. So I never really thought about it. Yeah, you're going to get hit. The, the biggest hits, though, were from safeties. Those were the guys I was scared of. Because you don't see them, and they're coming downhill full speed, and then you get blown up. I can't even imagine, man. Like I'm uh, Winston the, just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on, on more of a positive note, you played in quite a few playoff games, even went to a Super Bowl. We'll talk about the result of the Super Bowl. But you get get to play in one, caught a touchdown in it, which is insanely awesome. 
Uh, and that helps land you a contract with the Chargers. You secure the bag, two-year, three-and-a-half mil with one mil signing bonus, and you start sharing time with Ryan Matthews and friend of the show, Ronnie Brown, have the best year of your career to that point. You were kind of the – you were your own player, but you be kind of became a, a Darren Sproles of that offense that they lacked since he had left. Reflecting back, how did you feel about your time with them, Gomet Rimmers, and the uh, San Diego Chargers ultimately? You know – those four years I consider probably my favorite four years of my career. I did get injured twice, but like those were the best, best years of my career. I felt like it was the first time to like New England allowed me to play. I felt like San Diego allowed me to be who I was as a player. Um, New England kind of, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but they, they kind of let you do your thing, but they can control how much, production you have so then when it comes free agency you're not going to leave because it's you're not going to have as much of a market well i i mean i i believe that's i believe they thought i was just going to come back and i was like no i'm not dealing with that i mean i've already been snubbed in from division one offers that's like no we'll just move on to the next thing i'm not i'm not scared you know and and i think because a lot of people say new england guys struggle when they leave and I, in some ways, I liked that, the idea, because I ended up having my two best years of my career in San Diego. Um, and I just felt like they allowed me to be me a little bit more. And my personality came out a little bit more. It took a while because like even interviews, like I wasn't me. I'm, I'm a fun loving, like I love humor. I love just joking around. And I didn't really get that until I was in San Diego. I didn't, didn't really come back to me. And, um, I'm very thankful for those years. I had a blast. I, the organization was ran completely different. Um, maybe that I didn't agree with as much, but that's okay. Like everyone, run, they can do their things however they want to run it. My job's to go out there and be the best player I can be, and I'm going to do that. And playing with Philip, one of the, I mean, I got to play with Tom Brady, and then I get to play with Philip Rivers. Um, two Hall of Famers, two first ballot Hall of Famers is, I mean, if anyone that has been around Phillip, they know he's first ballot also, but he never had the support that Tom Brady had in within the organization. So like that's, that's one of the biggest things that's different, but I got to play with two of the greats, two very competitive people. And I had a lot of fun. Danny, I want to go to probably the best game of your career. It's week 15 of the 2015 season. December 20th, you're playing the Dolphins. You have eight carries for 10 yards and a touchdown. You have six carry or six catches for 50 yards and three touchdowns and a 30 to 14 win. But little do you know that fantasy managers around the world are starting you and some are playing against you and some lose by four points because you had four <laughs> touchdowns. Did you ever think going into that day, hey, I didn't know I was going to get this. I know, I know NFL players don't care about fantasy. You know, me personally, I'm never the kind to tweet. But do you ever think, wow, I either made or ruined someone's day? I mean, I got a lot of tweets about it. So like, <laughs> after the game, I knew it happened. And it was kind of it's kind of fun because everyone's complaining about it. And I've always been an underdog. So it's like for those people that believed in the underdog, I'm glad they got a I'm glad they got a little bit of help, you know? Those four touchdowns, I mean, I play fantasy. Those four touchdowns were worth a lot. Yes. 
they, they were worth a lot. Um, it was one of those days too. Like I just kept finding the end zone. It was kind of weird. Like it was one of the, one of the plays was a broken play. I ran a wheel. I know. And- I know. I've seen it many times. <laughs> It is my worst fantasy loss to date. We put it on our Twitter account, and I got how, like 200 responses. How how mad were you? Oh, it's our group chat has been waiting for this I, interview for, and for they, years. For years, and they, uh, yeah, everybody was like, when they found out you were coming on, they're like, Eric, how long before you ask him the question? I love it. So <laughs> we've actually turned a poker term when you have four of a kind. We call it a Danny Woodhead. Now I'm a part of poker. <laughs> Let me say, I just, I put the loss behind me now. I feel like I can tie up the loop. You hated me, though, for a few years. I get it. (laughs) I didn't didn't hate you. I hated. you didn't like me. I hated the play calling. Because, like, all right, four touchdowns. Like, you had all four of them. Why can't you just have three? So, it's funny. I'm trying to think of the two. So, I had one. Oh, I ran a wheel route, too. That one, that one was to me. The run, obviously, but then the – so I ran two wheel routes. One was I caught it off the wheel, then I ran ran one in, and then going right, I had a wheel route that a corner ended up covering me there in zone, and I stuck my foot and came back to the front pylon and fell through a – he ended up throwing it to me because no one else was open. And then the one going left, I was on the bottom of the screen. It's called, the, it's called a, a rain. And I basically run like an, a dart. That was a check, like a blitz zero check. He, or he knew they were in man. So he's like, all right, I'm going to throw it to him. It was so like two of them weren't even called to me, <laughs> but they just happened. It was, it was because you were, even if you weren't, because you're playing me, you're questioning underdogs. I wish that. I had you. You know, I think I think the no, one that really didn't he bench. I think he benched like a legit, like he really benched, good player. He benched Isaiah Crowell, who just had like back to back hundred yard games. They're like, you now I feel good about Danny Woodhead today, and, uh, and he was right. And and you know the one that really does it because you had three through the first two quarters. You guys were up thirty to seven in the fourth quarter. I'm like, all right, Danny Woodhead's day is done. Nope, one more nine yard <laughs> touchdown pass. It was nuts. That was the that was what we called that was rain right there. And you're like, come on. But I was just trying to help the guy out. I know. You know? I, I appreciate it. Believe me, I'm over. I've had worse. You're things. not over it. You can tell you're still not he's over not, it. Oh, he's not over it. It's just he's not as mad as he was. Yes. yes. You know? Yeah. And, and that's fair. You know, I feel so much better getting this off my chest, though. I never thought I'd have the opportunity to tell you face to face. It was almost the, like the pain you caused me for multiple years. <laughs> it's almost like when you feel when you've hated someone for so long for doing something and you're basically for some reason, there's some healing and you're like, I forgive you. So you're saying you forgive me. I was never mad at you, Danny. You're doing your job. That's fair. That, stop lying. Just I'm, lying. Mad, I'm mad at urgent for playing him. <laughs> no, I've, he was again, like we don't ever fantasy's a game. It's for fun. You never tweet angry sure. things at players or anything like that. He he was angry in the right sense of the word angry. Like, 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 how the fuck is is he getting four touchdowns? Like, you right. know, respecting That's your fair. game, but being mad at the situation. That's I fair. want you to know I blacked out that night. We ended up going out that night. I think we had a day off or something next day, winter break. I blacked out that night. You weren't you weren't in a good space. Yeah. yeah. I was melting. 
it was you were you weren't depressed, but you were as close as you could be to it. It's in the fantasy semifinals too. That's the way to end your season. I mean, it is what it is. You're right, man. I get it. It's all. It's a. I was kind of a sneak attack in fantasy, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't going to get a ton of rushing yards usually because, but I was going to get catches. And if as long as you're playing PPR, and if I mean, which you have to play. Everyone has to play PPR. This is this is good bonus content because we're actually a fantasy show that does player interviews. So we're getting the best of both. Oh, of right yeah, now. for sure. But like I won't I personally I won't play fantasy if it's not PPR. I have no interest in it. That's just because of how you played or is it just well and be and because how the game is nowadays. Like you have to like that's it's a passing league unless you're unless you're following the Ravens, which I'm sure you guys do. Yeah. Being in Baltimore. But like it's a passing league. So it just makes it more fun. I want to ask you one other question before we uh we kind of wrap it. I don't want to I'm gonna be respectful of your time here, but uh so the PPR format though, the one flaw in it, you could catch a negative five yard pass and still get positive points. Is that not a flaw in the system? I, I agree that's a flaw. It is. Um but you all should that that uh, running back or receiver also needs to be rewarded for catching it. So they need to take it off. It just can't be a normal catch. You know I what agree. I'm saying? It, it I don't. It's not. It shouldn't be a negative. But I don't think it shouldn't be zero. That's fair. That's fair. From you, I'll take that. Um, because so- because if, if if it's a screen pass, even if it's like a slip screen, if there's no blocking, it's not their fault. That's the way I look at it. Danny, I just looked and you're still you're not in the ESPN player pool. I was gonna ask if you ever draft yourself just for like last pick in case you decide to come back. No. I mean, I definitely wouldn't waste a pick on me because there's no chance. I would never think about playing again. Okay, so no more four, four touchdown games in the future. No, no more four touchdowns. <laughs> you can you can go to bed at early really good at night now, Eric. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> So, Danny, you're no stranger to the podcast game and media game, as you've referenced. Uh, I've heard you on part of my take, CBS. Obviously, your podcast out of nowhere with Matt Slauson on the Great Friends Podcast Network. Is Matt okay with you committing pedultry right now and you being on another podcast? Because, you know, we're technically kind of competitors. So uh, No, we are. We are. But, you know, it's it's funny because I've, I've been on some podcasts every once in a while. Like, people ask, especially this week, there have been tons of – Tons of requests, but I'm only doing a few. So, yes, Score. feel feel good about that <laughs> because I just don't like to. More than anything, I just don't like. I already am doing stuff with my pod, with my business. I don't like to take too much time. I like to be around the kids. But uh, yeah, Matt's okay with it. He is okay. But I I enjoy doing it, and you know, like I'm I have no problems in pumping your podcast. I have no problems in pumping other ones that I do because. Yeah, I guess competition, but not really. Like, I see it as, like, I hope anyone that, unless, like, you're big-time tools, like, I'm I'm not going to, like, I want everyone to succeed, you know? And um, that's just kind of where I'm at. There's a, a buddy of mine. He's a golfer, JJ Colleen. He just started a pod. Like, I go, anything you need, I go, I'm here for. I go, I don't know if my followers follow me, but I'll retweet anything you need me to. Cause I just want, I just want people to, I want them to be successful and it's, 
the more you can do something you love, which my guess is you love, you guys love doing it because you get to talk about sports. It's fun. That's what I, that's what I want to do too. I want people to do stuff that they love. And if, if I can help them in a, some sort of way, then I think it's cool. That's actually, I mean, I'm a teacher. He works in sales. We're, we built this kind of a year ago when the pandemic started and we're trying to make this a career. So you coming on and doing stuff like this really obviously helps tremendously. So right. it, it is very appreciated. Uh, we're talking with Danny Woodhead, former 10 year vet stud. Uh, Danny, we're going to get you out of here on this. We like to do a little fun triple play rapid no, fire. I'll be bad at it. <laughs> Guaranteed to ask you maybe some questions you've never been asked before. Are you ready? I love it. All right. Love so it. number one, catch a touchdown or score your dream guest on your podcast? Uh, dream guest. Do you know who that is? I don't. Uh, well, I do. It won't happen. Tiger Woods. Ooh. Yeah, he's not into the media that much. We'll That's tweet right. at him, though, from our yeah, account. Yes, too. make sure you tweet at Tig. Gotcha. <laughs> you can only bring back one 90s snack. What is it? Uh, I don't know if they're still... They still might be. Do you remember the Little Debbie's Zebras? Zebra yeah. cakes? Well, they're, yeah. they're still around. I, I was going to say, those are probably still around. So yeah. we'll still say that just because zebras need to... They, they need to be, you know, get a little more credit than they do. All right. Would you rather have a bell go off every time you get horny or you never get horny again? A bell. Without a doubt. <laughs> it's not even close. Everybody knows what is about it's, to happen. I like it's it. not even close. Would you rather go a month wearing a cape or wearing an eye patch? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what would be more difficult with the golf swing? Because the cape could... I think I'm going with the eye patch. I'm going eye patch. Really? You'd only be able to see out of one eye, wouldn't that? Yeah, I could figure it out. It would be hard, but I think I could do it. I think I could because the the thing is that I love to golf. I play golf probably when it's nice four times a week. I just feel like the cape could get in the way unless I'm allowed to tuck in the cape in the back. Then I would do. Then I would do the cape. You just found a loophole that I should have put in there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go the cape because you didn't put that. You didn't say I couldn't do that. <laughs> I got to alter that for the next one. This uh, this next one, would you rather have finger-sized nipples or, or nipple-sized fingers? Oh, I think I'd like the, I, I think I'd be into the finger-sized nipples. Finger-sized nipples. It'd be tough. It would be tough, guys. But you I walk I around go, like this. I go, yes. I And I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like my hobbies and that's where I go straight to golf. And I'm like... It'd be really hard to hit with uh, nipple-sized fingers. I don't. I would struggle. I don't even know if you'd be able to grip it. It'd I don't think like I could. Little tiny nubs. Exactly. I like that. And then you walk around, and everybody just you, you turn heads wherever you go. I like that. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Look at that guy's nipples. <laughs> they kind of look like fingers." <laughs> would you rather be able to rewind or pause your life? Oh man, you know now having kids. It would be nice to like, I'm super in the moment and I don't like to look back, look forward. Um, but if, if there was going to be either, I would like to rewind just, just for, as the kids grow up, I, my, my oldest is going to be 10 this year. Like that's crazy to me. And, um, so I think I, I would like that. Or if, I guess if you pause and you can just stay in the present the whole time, then that's cool. Sounded like a very much in the middle answer. 
Oh, it is. I didn't give you a real answer. <laughs> He's good with these loopholes. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm, hey, guys, you gotta you gotta find a way. I like it. I respect it. Uh, this one, there's the either or. Would you rather fight like Mike Tyson or fight against Mike Tyson, or you have to talk like him the rest of your life? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I'd rather. I mean, I got, I got hit a lot, right? Yeah. I think I think I could just fight against him once. Cause that would be tough. Like, I loved watching him fight, and I would get destroyed. <laughs> but I think wouldn't it be tough to talk like that? Yeah, for the rest of your voice. life. Too. That's what I'm saying. Like, you never said talk like that for a month. You said for the rest of your life. Your podcast ratings would go down the toilet. Yeah, it's not. I love I love Mike Tyson. I I still want to watch him fight, but man. It's just not a buttery golden podcast voice. <laughs> you have eight. You had eight hundred seventeen career touches. I think you can last one fight with Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna probably be worse than any of the hits I ever took. But I think I could. I think I'd survive. You just don't don't stand up in ten seconds. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> see, what I gotta see. I gotta <laughs> listen to this back and put these in some of my questions. So I, you're finding you all do. the good ones. Yeah, you're like. And you can't just get a, you have to be like super blurry and dizzy and you have to yeah. try to stand up. You, you can only tap out Nate Robinson style. Oh, there you gosh. go. Uh, gracious. Would you rather, you can only use one, a fork, a spoon, or a knife for all your meals. What are you choosing? A fork. That's the right answer. People were that saying is. how you can eat soup, but it's just like only soup that's worth eating is chunky soup. You can yeah. slurp it. Like, like what kind what kind of soup are you eating? Like, I don't want chicken broth. <laughs> you know? Like if if you there's so many soups you can eat with a fork. And like Eric said, like you can slurp it if not. If you're eating the I don't know, Campbell's chicken noodle, which has like nothing in it, then you slurp it. You just put in or you just put in a coffee mug, right? Yeah. People were, uh, it was one of our topics we put on Twitter from the account. And everybody was saying, if you don't pick spoon, you're like a serial killer or something. I was like, that, it makes the most sense. Well, then I think everyone in the world would be serial killers. That's what I'm saying. You know, like a spoon? Wow. It makes, it makes no sense to me. I didn't not, see many None knives. of those spoon people are going to be our friends. No. The yeah. fork people, we have our own cult. And they can't join. That's just how it is. Yeah. So basically, I have to break up with my girlfriend because she said spoon. Yeah, I hate to say it, but you do. <laughs> Bye, right, Casey. Well, <laughs> last two. Have to block James Harrison on a third down or run a pattern across the middle with Cam Chancellor lurking. Run a pattern across the middle. What if it was Vontez <laughs> Burfick lurking? Oh, God. I'd probably try to just cut block James Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, know, you know you're going to get eliminated with Vontez, it, like, and you don't know when. Like, oh, yeah. Because it's not going to be legal. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's just out of the league just for everybody's sake. Safety. I can't imagine. For their he'll safety. Do, he'll do the ankle twisting, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. A lot of weird stuff could go on. The last one, you can redo one play in your career. Which one do you choose? I know this is going to sound crazy. I had definitely some bad plays. There's not, I wouldn't redo any of it. I know that I That's really wouldn't. 
I, I there were bad plays, but it was kind of they were things that um, I don't want to get serious, but like kind of molded my career. And like I remember being a two on kickoff team, and Ted Ginn got outside and he scored, and it was my fault. It kind of it kind of molded me and molded the way my career went. Like I I don't have any regrets. The football answer of my successes or my successes and my failures helped mold my other successes. Yeah, it helped it, me learn. It, yeah, it, but it, but it's really true. Like if I would have had nothing go wrong, I mean that's just not that's impossible. First of all, but like you're never going to learn anything, and you're never it's not going to make you better. And it did make me a lot better. I felt like. Well, Danny, you are off the hot seat with the, the this or that. I do have one other thing I was going to ask you before we sign out of here. How long are you keeping that as your Twitter header, the dude from The Last Dance? Because it's kind of bothering me. <sighs> I oh, love it. Did you did you, David, did you watch The Last Dance? I did, but it's it's old now. Is it is it not the best looking dude? <laughs> I mean, not technically, I guess best looking dude, but like it just makes me laugh anytime I see it. I might keep it forever. Until, well, it, until I get something else ridiculous. If there's something <laughs> ridiculous that for, that like is better, then it, it'll be off. I'm guessing I'll be whenever I, I come to this page, it's going to be that guy staring at me for the rest of eternity. It sounds like, and it should. <laughs> well, Danny, really appreciate you coming on the show today. From one five seven five eight guy to another. It really means a lot to uh, have competition come on our show, so we really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. It was a lot of fun. And anything you want to plug uh, to our audience so they can leave us yeah. and start following you? Yeah, go ahead and uh, if if you have any interest in a podcast, obviously you do because you're listening to this, but our Out of Nowhere podcast with myself and Matt Slauson, it's at Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, and then just our consulting company called performance mountain it's at performancemountain.com. basically what we do is we try to help people max out whether it's through leadership team dynamics and uh elite level mindset so a lot of a lot of stuff that you can apply to your life whether you're in business or in sports um but yeah that's that's pretty much it if you have any interest reach out to to both of those i was listening live on youtube last night it was legit and uh, I'm sure once once they listen that they'll leave our podcast, which is fine. You know, we'll... no, 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 no. You have plenty of room for two podcasts. That's true. Plenty of room. Uh, but make sure continue listening to Danny's show. Listen to ours. Make sure you uh, continue listening to Triple Play because we're going to make sure we try to lure NFL ballers like Danny over. More great interviews coming. More great stuff coming. We'll make sure we catch y'all soon. Stay safe. See y'all next week. <laughs>